with Aaron Cowell. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Monday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal, glad to have you along for the next hour. We got all kinds of things to get into. But first, community service announcements. Uh, If you have some limbs, if you have some leaves, if you have some branches that uh, that are down in your yard or at your house, from the storms over the weekend, we have some help for you. Uh, Coach Maynard's guys, uh, the Oak City football team, is out and about as we speak. They're going to do is they're going to go to as many people's homes as they possibly can, from earlier starting at eight o'clock all the way up through the ten o'clock hour. Uh, so, if you have some of that stuff, they would be more than happy to come by and pick them up, take them to the dump. Here's how you get them your address. Send a text to Nicole Robertson, and that phone number is 405-537-9891. 405-537-9891. If you weren't able to write that down, I've shared it on our Skinny on Sports Facebook page, the KECO one, uh, my personal one. Uh, it's from the Elk City Football Booster Club that put that out there last night. Uh, so the football team is out and about all across town trying to help as much as they possibly can uh, up until 10 o'clock this morning to get li- limbs and leaves and everything picked up and taken out to the city dump. So uh, good on Coach Maynard for that. Uh, he had actually called me a couple weeks ago trying to think of a community service project outside of helping. They always help up pick up the fireworks and all that. And uh, Mother Nature was able to, to <laughs> supply one. After over the weekend. As I mentioned, 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We'll talk about anything. What do we got on tap for the day? We'll recap our weekends. I have a sad, sad story to tell. Well, that's no good. I mean, it's already Monday. Do you want to throw a sad story Well, you know what? If I'm going to be sad, everybody else could try to be sad along with me. How about that? (laughs) Just a, I mean, uh, gut I punch. I don't like this of a weekend for uh, for the skinny on sports. Also, uh, let's see. Barry Trammell came out with his. He basically he ranked every Big Twelve game, all one hundred and five Big Twelve football games that are coming up this season. So I've got some questions. I haven't even looked at this list yet. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Nope. But I have a feeling. That uh, his number one game is not going to be the one that just, I mean, for years, when you make this list, one game in particular topped it every single time. I have a feeling that's not going to be the case this year. So we, uh, I've got some questions to ask you about those Big 12 games. We could do a little summer league. Was anybody concerned after Friday? The hype for Victor Wimbanyama? And it was kind of like, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's pretty good yesterday. Uh, also, Thunder, Casey Wallace. Hello. Yeah, hello. 
Chet is every bit as advertised defensively. The shooting is a little concerning. Not really concerning. He just hasn't played in a year. Hopefully that'll just kind of iron itself out. Uh, but Summer League's been fun already. We can talk about that. Baseball, we're here right here at the All-Star break. Jared's Rangers. It's a good thing. Kind of faltering. It's it, kind of holding. It might like, be let's, a, let's get the, to the, the All-Star yeah, break already. It might be a good time for the All-Star break. Also, something happened over the weekend that's never happened in baseball. Ever. Which is pretty crazy to think that. I mean, anytime you, you do something in baseball or something happens in, in baseball that's never happened, it's uh, it's pretty – must be a big deal. All right, 225-9698. Give Skull Shoes a text. We'll talk about any of that. Uh, Jared. Hello. How, how was your weekend? Well, outside of the storm, it's pretty uneventful. Yeah, so I wasn't even here. I mean, after you're, – Yeah, you're up north. After work Friday, we went to Alva. You could see Friday storms. I mean, you know, we're traveling basically dead north once we got to Clinton. And you could see the clouds rolling in from the panhandle of Texas. We were there in plenty of time. It didn't uh, start raining until uh, – did, it, actually, where I was, it didn't necessarily even rain on on Friday. And then Saturday, of course, it rolled down from Kansas and went right through there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, pretty wicked. I mean, you look on Facebook, any social medias, not only here, but – all across man just what's wrong it seems like weatherford everywhere weatherford got hit weatherford seems to be kind of the you know there's spot everybody has spots yeah but it, it seems like out by the golf course at weatherford the golf course in, in particular over there really got hammered uh on saturday night yeah it's ah uh, it just it's so much we can't even mention everywhere I mean, just that line of thunderstorms yeah i mean saturday morning after friday after friday's storm i was I mean, I took three truckloads of limbs between my house, my mother-in-law's, my neighbors. I helped her out, grabbed some limbs, took them over to the tree pile, to the dump. And uh, I could have done more, but I ran out of time. I had to take the kids over to Clinton to a to a uh, birthday party. But pretty crazy, pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, and it, it happened again on Saturday night, just almost round two. I, I mean, if we're going to relay bad, bad news – my homemade that my dad made like a backstop that me and katie have been using to practice pitching because I, I, I outlined a strike zone mm-hmm. it got blown over and it smashed ah. you'd think something like that would be pretty wind tolerant right but it it the wind got it and knocked it down i thought it just came apart no it smashed this the pvc pipe so might be able to mend it but that's the only real damage we had other than tree limbs down how about your house did how was that area out there? It it's still wet, but it didn't seem like. Oh yeah, I got a pond in my front lawn. Yeah, I mean it. <coughs> now it, there could have been a bunch of stuff got cleaned up yesterday before we got back, but it does, there's nothing that I noticed that's just crazy. Yeah, you know that uh, you know stuff missing or anything like that. So it looks like lucky. It, it feels like the further south that stuff came, especially on Saturday, the worse it got because even up there. When it hit, it didn't feel like there was much hail. I mean, it was the wind was blowing a little bit, but nothing like what it seemed like it got when it got down here with baseball size hail going through the Oklahoma City area and all yeah. the wind damage that was out here. I mean, heck, it blew in the front doors of Walmart. Yeah, I was worried about because my 
my garage my house faces the west so my garage door faces the west a little worried about that on friday night with that straight line winds that was coming in but uh no we didn't have that i was real worried too on friday night you know this weekend was christmas in july out at fox lake and i knew there's a lot of people camping on friday night i knew a one small family that was in one of those little cabins out there that's in the cottonwood campground Mm -hmm. area and to see you know of course they canceled everything saturday and didn't hear i think i heard of an injury i'm trying to confirm that but nothing major um as far as injuries and stuff like that but it took it looked like foss lake took a hit i mean and and i'm not this is not confirmed and i don't know what you call it a microburst or a spin up or whatever but from the pictures and from the from the people that were there that told me they said man when we got out of there, trees were one laid down one way, street signs were laid down another way, you saw some more trees laid down a different way, so that just screams at you a little bit of rotation or something. Um, but fortunately, that, that could that could have been real bad with that many campers out there on that particular weekend. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, with the tree stuff that you see up, I mean, uprooting humongous trees, that's a direct result with all the rain we've been getting. You know, just look that, right that doesn't, here in our backyard yeah, here. But you're right. It's because we're the ground is so yeah, saturated. saturated, and the, I think the uh, I'm not again no expert, but with the limbs falling down as easy as they have, it's because they've been so weighed down with the water, and, and they too are wet, I guess. But I mean, there's some big limbs that I found in my lawn that were not from any of my trees. Right. You know what I mean? And I thought, whoa, that had to really been blowing. Holy Moses. Seen some pictures? Picture on the text line. Oh, I haven't even opened Construction up the drain pipes rolling through Weatherford early Saturday morning. Yeah, unreal. Or, or Sunday morning. Sunday morning, There's yeah. a picture of it. Just a gigantic drain pipe in somebody's front, uh, or in their driveway, right next to the car. Yeah, it was a wild weekend of weather. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm Neskatunga. Ah. <sighs> Talked to my buddy. He said he was a couple strokes, three strokes from the money. He missed out. They were right in front of us yesterday. We played with the leaders after the first day. So 13 under was leading, 11 under. He was, was hoping to get paired with you. Yeah. We, uh, so there was five of us at 11 under, two shots back. We take off. We shoot six under on the front nine. We've already caught the leaders. And passed them. Okay. By a shot. The first two holes, we birdie number, it's just nine holders, so you go back to number one. Right. It's par five. We birdie it. So we get the seven under through ten. Number two is a par three that is, uh, we, our team, I think this is the fourth or fifth year I've played in this tournament. So that means you get four shots at it every week, every tournament, you know, two rounds, two, t- two times around. Yeah. I think in 20 tries, we had birdied it once. Or in 19 tries, we birdied it once. Uh, I chipped it in from short left of the green. Nice. Gets us to 8 under through 11. We're now two ahead of the overnight leaders that are in our own group. Feeling like we've got to be in the hunt with the way that the course played. I mean, it, was, it was in fantastic shape. Kudos to Horn, Grant, all those guys up there. That worked on the golf course. It was great. There's no doubt about that. And then you get 
to number three. We were like 110 out. We don't make a birdie there. We go to number four. We're about six paces off the front of the green on a par five in two. Don't make a birdie there. Then on number five, it's about a uh, 200 yard par three ish. Hit it in the middle of the green. And three putt for a bogey. Ouch. And then the daubers got down. And the realization of another Nescatunga without a victory <laughs> started to set in. And we think, and, and the, the really the gut punch gets to, so we end up shooting eight under. And I, I just left. I knew we weren't going to win. Kara was there. We had to get Wyatt and all that. <clears throat> so we just, we knew we didn't even beat the team we were playing with. At that point, they beat us by one. So we just rolled out. I get a text a little bit down the road about Winoka. Hey, man, thanks for coming. It was a great time. By the way, the winning score was 21 under. And it just, I, I thought I was going to have to make Kara pull over and I was going to throw up. <laughs> Thinking, oh my gosh, we were eight under through 11. All we had to do was play the last seven holes in two under just to get into a playoff, which. If we'd have played the last seven holes in two under, we'd have been mightily disappointed with the way the day was going. Yeah. And we couldn't even do that. Yeah. Miss a a, a three putt away from at least in a playoff for second. Ended up in fourth, which obviously sucks. No money for fourth. Nope. Just, you know, about the time, because, you know, we've never won. Right. This tournament. And when I chipped that ball in on number 11 – to get to eight under it's we went in thinking okay 12 would be a really good score just the way the pins were the way the course was playing if we can do better than that then you know someone beat you you tip your cap and you move on and when that chip went in everybody on our team i I promise you if you put the truth serum in us on walking off that green everyone thought we're gonna win this is finally our time and alas the wheels fell off, the engine blew up, whatever analogy you want to make. But Ouch. Sad times were had by all there on the last seven holes. Ouch. At Tunga. Once again. Walk away thinking, dang. Well, I mean Especially this this one. Here's the deal. You this got, one's gonna sting. Yeah, you got you got uh you got gray weather. You didn't have hundred and ten degree weather, right? It was I'm trying to I'm just trying to make you happy here. It was by far, not even there's the weather this weekend up there isn't even in the galaxy so much better than it ever has been when I've been there. I think it was two years ago, if I remember right. It might have been 2020. I think it was 2021. When I looked at my phone on Saturday afternoon, and it said 114, and I just put my phone down and it, I never looked again. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to know. No. No, it was like 80 degrees. Even actually driving up number four the first time yesterday into the north wind, kind of right in there. And my buddy said, it, it's almost chilly. And I was like, I just thought the same thing. Like, uh, there's a little chill in the air. Yeah, for that tournament to be like that, never, 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 never. 
has it been like oh, that? Yeah. So that's you're right. That's a positive golf course. Like I said, it was awesome. They did a great job. They had winter kill in areas in the fairways that just hadn't grown in. Yeah, from over you know, that, and that's happened everywhere except yeah. for here. I mean, it, literally, this might be the only place in Oklahoma that doesn't have that. Uh, but the the greens were super. It was tough. Pins were hard. It was challenging, and one of the bigger choke jobs of my golfing career. <laughs> occurred i mean there's no other way to say it jared it was just a flat out choke what do you do on um saturday night isn't there a dinner or something <coughs> there there's like a buffet at the golf course um our group and the the group we play with the first day go out to go to somebody's house and grill steaks and you know have awesome food that was the highlight of the weekend as it turned out so uh, one of the guys, his name is Nick. He makes he makes these um, stuffed mushrooms. He stuffs them with like cream cream cheese and sausage and oh my goodness, they are so good. I always look forward to those. I, I mean, it sounds good. You say cream cheese, but I'm not a mushroom fan. I'm not knocking it. Anyone that likes it. Well then, Jared. <laughs> <clears throat> for you then you would enjoy the jalapeno poppers there we go same type mixture just in the jalapeno just, just with jalapenos that's right good job uh, good. there was there was what was called good potatoes you and i would think of them as like cheesy potatoes okay so i said steaks like twice baked potatoes or no, no 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 like more like that. more like rigged potatoes is what i would call them okay where you put them in the pan chopped up with cheese all over them uh, some pasta salad, which if that's your thing, it's not mine. I'm not much of a salad guy, as you can tell. And then tons of desserts, brownies. Mm. Yeah, that's what we do. I know there's, I know a bunch of people though eat there at the golf course. Bunch of people eat there. Yeah. In a buffet style deal. And then I think they go to what's called the bull. The bull. Yeah. Do you know about the bull? Was it around when you were at Northwestern? I bet it was some, named something else. I'm racking my brain. Is it on Maine? I have no idea. Never been there. There was a place called the Nightlight. I think that's still there. That was the place to go, because it's just a beer bar, so you can get in at 18. You know. Yeah, the the um, Bull is some sort of the bar. Bull. No. no. There was another place. I forget it was called a smaller joint. I'd have to look it up to see if it was even a thing. I mean, it's been almost. It's been a while since I've been there. Yeah, it's good to see Trey. He was in the house. His team played good, also. That doesn't surprise me. He's a he's a he's a good little golfer. Yeah, they little. Were, he's a <clears throat> really good golfer. They were right in front of us yesterday. He played collegially right there at Northwestern. But he's he's pretty good. I've seen him. I've golfed with him and another guy named Derek, uh, another college buddy. All three of us kind of ran around together up there at Northwestern. I played in a in a foursome with those guys and. You know, the other guy, me and the other guy are just kind of, ah, whatever. We're here having fun. Those two guys, it'd start out that way, and then you could see they were playing against each other. Yeah. You know, it was stroke. And once we started getting later in the round, stroke for stroke, they're really studying and uh, go back and switch their clubs out, check their distance more than once. And you just, and me and the other guy just laying back, like, this is fun. Just watch these guys go at yeah. it. You know, because they're, they're pretty good. But, um, yeah, but, you know, Trey, I mean, it's a, he, he grew up in Alva, so he knows that course 
you yeah. know, like the back of his hand. And what's fun, you know. Where, now, he said a lot of people were complaining about the pin placement. He said he was laughing at it. There was, was lots of people complaining about the pin placement. So are you one of them or? No. Okay. No, no. I. Here's the thing. I mean, I, for me, I think it plays, the, the harder it plays, the more advantage it gives us. Is that fair? I understand what you're saying. Sure. You know, I mean, there there was some kind of wins out the week, and, and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, trying there, to be nice about it, but I see what you're saying. There was there was some that I would have a problem with it, and it's, you would not. Well, it, it's <laughs> mental, like so when there's four of you, and there were some pins, especially there there was a couple yesterday, but on Saturday there was four or five, six maybe. I mean, almost every hole really. But if you hit it on the wrong side of the hole. And it's hard to do this in a four-man scramble. I get it because you think you, the first guy's thinking, "Well, I got three guys behind me," and the second guy's, "Well, I've got two more after me." And third guy's like, "Well, that last guy can you know." Yeah. But there was times if you hit it in the wrong spot, where the first guy needed to just lag it down there and assure a two putt because you could easily putt it off about every green on Saturday if you were in the wrong spot. Mm. And so I can I can get why people would be fired up, but what I can't understand is why you wouldn't just have one guy – have the first guy hit it soft, get it around the hole where you know you can make the next one, and then everybody else can try to make it. Yeah. You know? Having said that, we three putted on a, on <clears throat> the first guy knocked it off the green. I putted it way too short. Next guy putted it a little short but closer, and then we missed about a three or four footer four times. So it wasn't like a lack of thinking, right? It's just we missed four footer. But yeah, there was there was plenty of complaining about the about the pins, no doubt about it. It, but I just I, I think it's fun. It you just it's it's fun. Is it frustrating when you hit it right by the hole and it spins off the green? Yeah, it can be. But you just gotta go, well, here's the thing. It's so close to the edge that even though it's not on the green, we only have like eight feet. <laughs> you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I just put it up the hill and make it. That was great. It was fun. It just what a choke job by us. Just a sad, sad Sad day. I looked up the bull. It looks awesome. That was not there when I was there. <clears throat> now, that's where a lot of people go. Eat eat there at the course and then go out to the bull. Yeah. Look uh, like Looks like a cool place. Good food. It's called Smokehouse and Grill. The yeah, bull, Smokehouse and Grill. The, the pictures of all the food look really good. Typical Smokehouse type food. Looked like a cool atmosphere. Well, there you go. Yep. Just, uh, we'll have to move on. Sad day. <laughs> A very, very sad day for Team Kissling. Maybe Born. next year. Yeah, one of our guys actually starts a countdown clock for, for the tea year. time. for ne- Yeah, and the time. Probably still time. If you got some limbs. 30 more minutes, the football team, Elk City football team, will be out and about across the city of Elk City, uh, picking up limbs, taking them to the city dump. 
Uh, if you have some of that and need some help, easy way to get that done. Text Nicole Robertson, 405-537-9891. Hey, by the way, shout out to the City of Oak City uh, street crew and, and all the maintenance guys that went out. I mean, I don't know when they slept this weekend getting all these limbs down. I mean, I'll see a video from 2.33 o'clock Sunday morning crews going out there. So just wanted to give them a shout out. It's kind of like the unsung heroes of all of this sometimes, you know. And they're still at it, too, including those guys right there, those those football boys. No doubt about it. All right, so we've reached <clears throat> the all-star break in Major League Baseball. Division leaders, the Tampa Bay Rays, tied in the loss column with Baltimore. The Guardians, Cleveland, is a uh, game ahead in the loss column from Minnesota. Your Texas Rangers, two up on Houston. Man, man, Seattle's made a push as of late. One game above 500, just a little bit further behind. The Atlanta Braves have the best record in baseball at 60-29. and 29. They've also got, well, actually, they've got the third best run differential. Rangers second. The Rays are still out on top of that. The Cincinnati Reds, a game ahead in the loss column over my Milwaukee Brewers. And then the Dodgers, a game ahead in the loss column over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Jared, in your mind, which one of those division leaders is the most surprising? I'd be lying if Texas. I mean, we got it. I thought Houston. I mean, I knew I was hoping Texas would be better, and clearly they are. But then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, you know, they'll probably slip the second come All Star break, and man, they tried. But I'd I'd have because I thought Houston would just put on a late push, and they've they've tried to. So at the break, I, I my answer would have to be Texas. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. Most people would probably say Cincinnati. Yeah. But here's the truth. That division isn't very good. That's right. Who's going to challenge them? You know, it, everybody's just kind of okay. You know, the Brewers and the and the Reds are the only two teams that are above 500 in that division. But when you look at the standings, it feels like the, you're going to have to win the Central in order to make it into the playoffs. Because there, you know, there's already one, two, four teams that aren't leading the division that are better than the Brewers in second. I mean, it's close, one game in the loss column, but it it, it does seem like Texas, and, and because of Houston, not necessarily. I mean, I think a lot of people going into the season listening to Jim's baseball show, some of those guys were optimistic about Texas being better. Well, but, but it almost felt yeah. like a year away, right? Yeah, well, they, last year they even showed how good they can be when, when their bats are working. They they had you know, but they started. They had a rough start. They had a nice middle of the year. Then they tapered off towards the end of the season. So there's that glimmer of hope. And then they made more acquisitions. Obviously, Degrom, but he has had nothing to do with this clearly. But the other pitching acquisitions too, which they've kind of cooled off. But the, I think it's it was um, exactly what they envisioned when they got Seager and, and Simeon and 
um, when Josh Young has really stepped up over there at third and, and with his hitting, I mean, making a play to be rookie of the year. Um, it, it's okay. They're like, all right, this is, you know, they're probably patting themselves on the back. Those being the higher ups over there in, in Arlington thinking this is what we envisioned. So it started hot, but again, I was a little cautiously optimistic, like, well, can it sustain? You know, that was really kind of almost pessimistic. Well, when DeGrom went down, what's going to happen? I think we're seeing a little bit of that. So I'm anxious to get to to the trade deadline because there's been a lot of, obviously, need, there's still need for the rotation to just to fill for this year the spot that DeGrom left open, and then I think even some bullpen help. So if the te- and Texas have already made a couple of trades uh, in that department, but I think there might be one more big trade that's coming um, to get in the rotation to maybe make a push for postseason. But again, though, I think that they knew what they had and it's coming together. Um, it's nice to be a year ahead and um, we'll see if it can sustain. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's not a flash in the pan because I'm not counting Houston out, right? It's hard to. I mean, they're going to be right there on their heels. They're going to have to. They're going to have to get better. Texas is. Yeah. So that'd be my next question. Of the division leaders right now, which one do you think is the least likely to win the division? Of the division leaders right now. Mm-hmm. I will go with. Man, I'm ruling some people out here. Let me cross them off. Maybe Cleveland. That's such a weak division, though. That's why I say that, because anyone could could get hot and and jump them. They're just a half game in front. But with, I mean, at 500, wouldn't you love to be in that division for either one of our teams? Um. But then, yeah, maybe Texas. I'm going to say Texas on that yeah. one as well, just because of Houston. Feels like they got out to the lead. Houston was kind of glad after winning the World Series last year. Had some injuries here and there, getting everything. You know, it, it just the the team. Dakota just brought it up on the text line. It's going to be the next thing I was talking going to talk about. What looked to be such a promising year for baseball. In that. The guy that's doing things that haven't happened since literally the 1800s. The other guy that's been the best player in the baseball that nobody even realizes because they're not in the postseason. The Angels, a couple weeks ago, right there, kind of nipping at the heels of Texas with Houston, and they finish out the the first half or the not the first half, but pretty much. Well, for them, it's exactly half. One and nine. They're now fourth in the division out west. And they've fallen back of you know the wild card chase. They're man, if you're if you know Otani got hurt mildly, Trout. I mean, we were both bewildered at a ten day DL stint for the wrist thing. Well, that's turned into what like two to four months or what have you. Mm-hmm. Man, what it's, it's just such a tough break for baseball as a whole that those guys just cannot seem to put it all together and at least make it to the wild – I mean, at least a wild card game, for goodness sakes. But here they are, the Angels being the Angels. And by 
the middle of August, you feel like the only reason that they'll get talked about is is whatever Otani's doing. And that's it. And another part of their problem is they're in, in such a good division. You know, Texas has risen up. Houston's Houston. You mentioned Seattle earlier. That's a big problem. So you have any kind of injury to to your stars like that, it, it can really handcuff you and, and make it tough. I mean, it makes you think they're cursed, like there's a Bambino curse, but it's in on the West Coast. I okay. date it back to this, and maybe because I'm a little bitter about it, and, and I think <laughs> I think it's funny. When they went and um, they signed Josh Hamilton, and he was absolutely a dud for them. And then, like, I date it back to then, and ever since that signing, they've been, they've been irrelevant, even with the star power. Okay, so here's the, you mentioned the curse, and you mentioned the Bambino. So, so maybe it's the Hamilton curse. Yeah. I don't know. If you're if you're the Angels, do, do you trade Shohei Otani at the trade deadline? No chance. I take my chances on trying to re-sign him. I mean, he's that much of a talent. You have to take a chance to try to keep him. You have to. And I understand the argument of trading him away and getting or uh, losing him in free agency and getting nothing in return. I totally get that. But you have got to take a chance to try. This is arguably we're seeing a, a once-in-a-lifetime player could be, by the end of it's all said and done, the greatest baseball player ever, which I never thought I'd utter those words. Why would you trade that away? You have to take a chance. You have to. I've thought about it. I've thought about both angles. You'd love to know what they know behind the scenes. Yeah. As far as their chances of actually re-signing him. And, you know, when I I first think about this question, I 100% agree with you. Like, you can't – he's so good that he's worth the gamble. Mm -hmm. But then – Think about what you could get. Oh yeah! In return for Shohei Otani, I don't think you could ever get enough. Does that okay. make sense? Okay. I mean- <laughs> how about how about this? Let's just go off into Never Neverland, Wildland. Dakota went with us. He's going with us because he posed, posed this question. What if you trade them both? Wow, Trout and. Otani? Yeah. You could practically get a full team back, I think, as far as personnel and picks, and probably open up your money, save you a lot of money in the process. That would, that's called, I mean, you're not just blowing it up. I mean, you are, you're putting it on a rocket and sending it to the moon, (laughs) to the sun. That'd be wild, and that might cost you your job if you're the GM. If okay. It, if it doesn't work out. But, okay, what does that mean, though? It hasn't worked out with them. It hasn't worked out with Mike Trout, who's been the best player in baseball for a decade. It hasn't worked with – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you just mentioned the curse, and you feel like you're cursed. 
The whole Trout era has felt like it's cursed out there. It really has. Now, who would want to take on both of them? Or you mean two? No, no, just send them one one way, one yeah, the other. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I mean, there's a lot of people who would want to take on both of them, Holy but who moment, the heck but could? Who, who could? Yeah. Now, Trout's injury makes this a lot different task. And this isn't his first injury either. Those questions are going to start to come up. Like, can he stay healthy? Just like DeGrom, if you think about it. There's oh, those yeah. questions about him, and then look look what's happened. Yeah, that's, I mean, quite honestly, those are the only questions about those two players. So what if somebody goes and gets Mike Trout thinking, okay, we got Mike Trout, and then he goes and stubs a toe or breaks a wrist or whatever. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. one, This one. Uh, I don't think you can call this one injury-prone when he got hit on, you know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. I know. But, but not, when just, they start to add up, I, I understand the question. How wild would that be if all of a sudden Mike Trout and Otani were gone? Yeah, that'd be crazy. Sometimes you see that. You see where teams will trade away or their superstars will move on and the the team is better for it in the long run if they're smart about it. Trout says he's working to be back before September. It might be too late by then. Yeah, but if you're contending, you're talking the rest of July and August. But I'm talking about a contending, somebody that can add him to put him over the top. That's already, you know what I'm saying. But what if they're not? What if they're still fourth place in the West? Who? Angels. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not worried about it. the Angels are toast. Right. I'm talking about if you wanted to trade for. Oh, Trout. I got you. I got you. I, I thought. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about if you want to trade. Yeah, it's it, yeah. September's going to be too late for the Angels, no doubt. But if you're wanting to trade for Mike Trout, you won't have until hopefully the end of August. That's still pretty dadgum enticing. Especially if you're somebody that's, you know, there. Mm -hmm. And you're not worried about getting him to get to the playoffs. You know, you're you're pretty certain you're going to be in the playoffs. Or, you know, having him an extra month would for sure get you over the hump. You know, like Philly. It's where he's from, right? A lot of people thought that's where he would sign the last time he came up, and he stayed stayed out there. Is it time for him to get back to Philly? And then what could they give the Angels for him? You know, I've read a whole bunch of different times from different people to look out for Texas in the Otani sweepstakes. I think people people will go people will say about Otani that he wants to be in this major market east coast or west coast. I think he want, he's going to go who wherever whoever pays him the most. And I think Texas can do that. They've they've shown they've done that in the past. Even with past leadership, they're not afraid to spend the money. Yeah, Yankees are always Yankees are always there. Dodgers, I think that's the betting favorite is just to go to the Dodgers. Yeah, see, it's a great question by Scott. Is it the Angels curse or is it Mike Trout? I want to know. Yeah, that's a good question. And so if they would, you know, if, you, if they can break up, then we can find out. Yeah. That's, I can't, trade deadline's going to be real interesting. To see. 
And and that Otani question is out there, man. I mean, if I'm the GM at, at, of the Angels, I think that I'm on your side of this, where you just you have to hold out against all hope that you can re-sign him. You don't want to be. But here's the problem: Does anybody remember the uh, Red Sox GM that traded Babe Ruth? You remember his name? No. Yeah. So what's so what's what is there to worry about? <laughs> you just know the story behind it. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, you know to fund a uh, a play or something. No. Yeah. But the thing is, is back then it was just such a different era. Uh, you know what I mean? Baseball is just this thing that was kind of whatever. Still, it, it, as as long as baseball's been around, it was still kind of in its infancy stages. So it wasn't as important in the minds of people. But now, I mean, it's such a big sport. Turns out you know this. I mean, you may not be able to recall it, but you've heard this name. Is it like Rockefeller? No, it's no. Harry for Z. I don't know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the Rangers have some minor leaguers. Not sure I'm willing to unload the future for one guy. Even if he's the best player ever. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's kind of going against what I just said. But Here's what I know. A bird in the hand's better than two in the bush <laughs> yeah. when it comes to Major League Baseball. That's true. You can have all the prospects in the world, and if none of them are ever any good, you're going to be kicking yourself in the butt going, oh, my God, we wouldn't trade Kumar Rocker for Shohei Otani. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't ever do that. Give up the prospects. And get maybe, back the superstar. Part of it is because they're divisional rivals. Like I don't want to help your future out, but it is Otani, though. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. It, the trade deadline will be a little intriguing this year. Baseball's fun. Baseball's fun this year. The Braves are mashing the ball like never before. The home run like twenty six games yeah. straight. Yeah. It's going to be a fun time down the stretch. Fun the little playoffs. player in Cincinnati right now. Yeah. If you're not watching them. Ellie De La Cruz and uh, what's his name down in Miami? It's hitting over 380 going into the break. Yeah. Good stuff. Omaha. Omaha. I have to call an audible after what I just heard. <laughs> okay. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 <laughs> FM, the sports animal. Hanging out here on a Monday. Before we get to what you just said. Okay. Did you realize this Eubanks guy in Wimbledon, the American guy? It's like on the tennis channel? No. I, I didn't know that till this one. I heard the, the morning it? guys. He's in the whatever round this is, round of 16. He's taken the fifth seed. I don't know. It's Sisipas? The Greek guy. They're going to the fifth set. Some dude that's on the tennis channel. Like as a commentary? Yeah, he's kind of a guy there. Like a guy? Eubanks. Like you and me playing. A lot but different. something like that, but not really. Yeah. Novak Djokovic has shattering records for consecutive wins in majors. He's up two sets to one, four, three in the fourth. Okay, Jared. You said something in the break that took me by surprise. You you watched what last night? Well, I I was watching the San Antonio Summer League game to start, 
it was so pretty outside, right? So I went to my backyard and I, I sat down, um, ordered some street tacos, had me a Corona. I was in, enjoying the weather and I started with that game. Well, it went to halftime, so I'm channel surfing. What else is on? What else is on? Well, we're at the All Star break. I don't believe there was a Major League Baseball game on last night. There's no Sunday night baseball. So I stumbled across um, soccer. Yeah, United States and Canada in the, what is it? The, I can't say CONCACAF CONCACAF Gold Cup and the reason I watched it because well it was USA it was um, late in the first half of their game it was still 0-0 or excuse me nil-nil and then I'm thinking well I'm interested in USA soccer because I'm being told that you know they had a nice little showing at the last World Cup that they're young guys they're they're building towards the next World Cup. So what do we? So I'm one. I'm like, what do we got here? So I'm watching it, and I was I was stuck on it. That thing was zero zero going close to extra time in the second half. USA broke through. They're playing it in Cincinnati, and they had a guy who plays for Cincinnati's MLS team. Forgot his name. Uh, uh, was his name? I have it right in front of me. Anyways, he breaks through and, and heads one in for a go ahead goal, one to nothing. And then, just in the blink of an eye, Canada goes and um, they threaten on the other end. But, well, did you know you can review stuff in soccer? So Canada, like, challenged. They said, oh, we had a handball here inside the box. Well, they go and look at it on the screen. Sure enough. So they put one in on a penalty kick, made it one-to-one, went to extras. United States eventually wins in um, um, penalty kicks and PKs. It's it a pretty good game. So USA and, and USA is dominant. The thing was, I, I didn't know any of this until watching the game because they throw up all these stats. USA has dominated Canada when they play on U.S. soil, like dominant since like the '50s. They've never lost to them. They've either beat them or tied them. And well, that streak continues. They 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 beat them again. That was that put them into the semifinals. Yep, semifinals Wednesday against Panama. That one will be in San Diego. Cool. And then the other semifinal is Mexico and Jamaica. That one's being played at SoFi Stadium, where the Rams play. And then the final will be somewhere. Oh, no, no. Finals at SoFi. Yeah, I figured that would be a big enough stadium to hold that. Yeah, the final will be at SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Anywho. I mentioned something happened over the weekend in Major League Baseball that's never happened before. Do you know the answer to that question? Was it uh, the Cincinnati players stealing first, second, or stealing second, third, and home? Um, I don't know if that's true or not. In like three pitches. I don't know. It's hard to imagine that that's ever happened. I cannot 100% say it hasn't. What I can 100% say has never happened before this weekend which would be three of the first four picks in the major league baseball draft came from the same college baseball conference that's never happened before but it did this weekend with paul skeens and dylan cruz both of lsu going one and two and then your texas rangers drafted wyatt langford from florida with the number four overall pick First time ever 
three of the top four picks in the Major League Baseball draft were from the same college baseball conference. I've said it before. It's not just about football with that conference. And that's why it kind of excites me as a baseball fan and an OU fan. Uh, I'm going to save the Big 12, Big 12 Conference football games rankings from Trammell for tomorrow. We just don't have enough time to go through it. Yeah, also, I was able to sign in, so I'll yeah, study it. Here is another story that we can talk about. Kind of missed at the end of last week. It just The timing of it wasn't great for us to be able to really go into it. But a good story from Jenny Carlson over the weekend in the Oklahoman about Kelly Maxwell and kind of the, the story behind the story of the OSU legend in the circle for Kenny Gajewski's Cowgirls softball team and how it came about that she put herself into the transfer portal. Hmm. Spoken from the viewpoint of Kenny Gajewski. He was on vacation. Jenny Carlson called him. He called her right back and said, we need to get this out there, get it straight, not just for our team, but so people will leave Kelly alone a little bit too. You know, so that's a uh, it's a pretty interesting read as far as the behind-the-scenes aspect of that. And, of course, now the speculation and the, the anticipation of where she ends up. Pretty, pretty wild to think. If I would have told you and – the middle of May, Jared, if I'd have told you that, uh, you know what's going to happen after the Carl's World, Women's Carl's World Series? Jordy Ball and Kelly Maxwell are going to enter the portal, and they're not going to play for OU and OSU anymore next year. Well, I, I would go, whoa, whatever. I don't believe you. <laughs> what's in your coffee today, bud? But what if I told you one of them might still play for OU? Well, that's <laughs> that's right on the text line. Scott was Johnny on the spot on that one. Yeah, here's the here's when you read the if you read the article from Jenny about that and, and Kenny Gajewski, I wonder if his thoughts would change if sometime this week or whenever the announcement is made and oh yeah, by the way, she's going to Norman. I wonder, if that, I wonder if his feelings would change just a little bit mm. if that were to be the case. But, yeah, I mean, here we, all, we think of portal in football terms. We think of almost anything college sports related in football terms. But it's the same way in all sports, right? I mean, this, if, you, if you didn't think that was true, just look, as what, look at what has happened – to two of the best four or five college softball teams uh, this this season and over the past few seasons and how there is literally you cannot take anything for granted when it comes to oh, no. having a, having this certain player and, and preparing to have that certain player a certain number of years no nah. no nah, don't get attached to them i've what well, i'm trying to teach myself you know it's, so yeah but you know the question and i'll leave it with this is one Jordy Ball could enter. She did. She could, knowing I can enter the portal and go wherever I want. And but she knew exactly where she wanted to go. I don't think there was anything like Nebraska calling her or tampering or whatever. I think she felt fulfilled at OU. One, you know, she made that clear why she wanted to move on. Kelly Maxwell, though, I do wonder: did someone put a bug in her ear? Enter the portal. We need you over here. 
We got in, and I'm not accusing anybody or point mm. fingers, but do you think she has a predetermined destination or she's testing the waters? Uh, I think the, the latter. That story doesn't, when you read the story, there were just circumstances that happened up there that that affected this decision, like a the pitching coach resigned. Yeah, that's a, yeah. You know, that's a huge part of this, right? Coaching changes do affect this, mm-hmm. and so uh, I think that's that's a big part of it. But then you wonder if, when you say predetermined, what it, what if that spot opening up in Norman was the determining factor it it kind of it's kind of how it feels right like oh got a spot open here yeah no i'm not accusing anybody there scott on the text line no i don't, I don't think it started out that way hey, it, that. it doesn't sound like cool it. so you see that tweet or tweet facebook post from the huh? booster club uh elk city football boys they're raffling off two dallas cowboys preseason tickets Get with any football boy to buy tickets. One ticket for ten bucks or six for fifty. All right, we'll put that on the Facebook page. Yeah, drawing will be on Facebook Live on July twenty seventh. Tickets will be emailed to you. Cool. It's for a game on August twelfth. You know what we're getting close to? Now that the calendar's turned to July. Man, if I won that, that would be three weekends in a row for me going to Dallas. I don't think I should enter. Maybe I should and just give the ticket to somebody else. What's that? It's about time for my yearly rejection letter. <laughs> you know how you don't get one? You just don't Don't enter. sign up. <laughs> for, for the master's It's tickets. about time for my yearly rejection letter from Augusta National. You know what else we missed? Because it, it was on a Saturday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bobby Bonilla Day. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. How about this one? Somebody texted me this over the weekend or at the end of the week. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Efforting, efforting. Oh, man, there it is. Yeah, Bobby Bonilla Day is pretty cool. But Mookie Betts Day starts in 2033 when he turns 40. So from 2033 to 2037 on July 1st, Mookie will get Mookie will knock down eight million two years after that he'll knock down 10 and then the last four years from 2040 to 2043 from the age of 47 to the age of 50 he'll knock down 11 a year wow bobby bonilla day pales in comparison yeah to mookie Betts day all right that'll do it for monday we'll talk about the big 12 conference schedules, biggest games of the year tomorrow. All kinds of different things. Thunder play tonight? Oh, just had that up. I don't know. It looked pretty good, though. That Eubanks guy up 2-0 in the fifth set. Maybe maybe there's a hope for us yet, Jared. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered.